From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be around the world. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike Douglas here. Great to have you with us on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. And uh, with us tonight, of course, our uh, producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, with us as well. And I'll tell you, two special guests tonight. And uh, one, you know, if if you think of a jewel in the city, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a, a jewel that God has planted in the city to make a difference, it's our friend Gardo Wilson. Gardo Wilson has, yeah. has been a, a frequent mm-hmm. uh, visitor here to Lighthouse Live. But we, we are, if, if Gardo is the jewel hey. that God has planted Indeed. in the city, that the crown the jewel comes from mm-hmm. is with us as well. This is Gardo's mom. And, yes. and I, I have to tell you, is it? Ruby came in. I, you know, I was rushing from another thing. I came in here, and all you have to do—and I know you're used to this—but all you have to do is spend five minutes in the room with this woman. I know. And God pumps you up. That's right. And He <laughs> says, "I know." Here we go. Well, I you know, like and I'm sitting out there in the presence of this wonderful lady. I'm going. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's do it. We're you know, and I'll t- what a motivator, and, and what great giftings, and my and, mentor. Uh, yeah. Fasten oh, your seatbelts, oh, friends. That's all we can say. I'll tell say. you, buckle up tonight because uh, we're, we're going to have... Anyway, special guests uh, tonight, Gardo Wilson, Ruby Kennedy, and we'll be talking to them in a couple of uh, minutes about some wonderful things God mm-hmm. is doing. And and you just think of the way that uh, God stays with us uh, yes. you know, during our lives. Amen. And Ruby, we were talking a couple of minutes ago about challenges, and, and uh, I want you to elaborate on that a little bit later, but you were making the observation, hey, you know, God's big enough to handle that. And and I don't have to do that, right? I don't have to do that. So we'll be uh, we'll be getting some wisdom from Ruby and from Gardal in a couple of minutes. Right now, though, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news of another real life Jesus freak. Like a scene from a bad movie, earlier this year in Uzbekistan, 27-year-old Tohar Haidarov was sentenced to 10 years in prison for selling drugs. Haidarov, a member of the Baptist Council of Churches, who refused to register with the state, was taken to a local police station where he rejected demands to renounce his faith. His fellow believers say he was then framed. One stated that police planted a matchbox with drugs in his pocket. In addition, Haidarov's father is reported to have died from, quote, accidental electrocution. For more on the fate of believers in the former Soviet Union from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.net. 
You know, we only have so many breaths that we're ordained to take on this planet. And you just think of, of this, uh, this saint in Ubekistan and, uh, you know, how, how he just spent that time being very bold from God, being arrested. The, you know, the, the police there were corrupt. They planted drugs on him. And, you know, we, we just so blithely, you know, have prayer groups or Bible studies here in America today. And we realize other places in the world, you can be put in prison, you're getting beaten, right. uh, you know, pastors are, are being persecuted, put to death. And we need to take advantage of the freedoms that God has given us in this country mm-hmm. and, and run mm-hmm. with it. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about that tonight because right. uh, our, our two guests are just prime examples of what you do when, when God gives you opportunity. And uh, and some wonderful things happen through that. Speaking of opportunity, let's check in with Brad Dacus in the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time Institute. for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. The California Court of Appeals recently gave a decisive decision favoring free speech and religious liberty. You see, a pastor in the Sacramento, California area was arrested for having a mutually agreed upon conversation about religion in a local shopping mall. Now the mall is asking the California Supreme Court to overturn the decision. Yet the appellate court judge who ruled in favor of the religious free speech in this case is being seated on the California Supreme Court in the next session. Hopefully and prayerfully, the court will decline to take this case. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. What was I just talking about? You know, really, here, here's a pastor, a mutually agreed upon time, exercising his right of free speech to talk about the Lord to someone. And the shopping mall wants the guy prosecuted. And it, I, I'm telling I, I don't think this window of opportunity is going to stay open forever. You know, and, and it's, uh, it, you know, it, it, it's God presenting us with the opportunity to, to walk through the open door that he's given us right now, and we really have to make hay while the sun shines, you know, and uh, not, not sit on our laurels. Speaking of people that do that well, we just had a great time last Thursday yes. with uh, junior hires, 7th and 8th graders from Big Valley Christian mm-hmm. School who went out with us uh, onto the west side into uh, the, the gang areas there, wiping out graffiti as part of their school day. They're from uh, nine o'clock in the morning till about twelve noon, and man, they were they were trucking. We uh, we were in an alleyway there, uh, you know where the Burbank Fire uh, Burbank Paradise Fire mm-hmm. Department is, mm-hmm. and there's an alleyway that kind of runs uh, just to the west of that. Man, they took on that alley. That alley had never had graffiti painted out, ever. I mean, it was the original fences, and and never. And they just did a great thing, and they were talking with the neighbors, and what, what a great You know, the residents there. love that. Oh, they absolutely. so appreciate that. Absolutely. The kids go in there, and they pray over the neighborhoods and, and for the gangbangers, and they they just really, really appreciate that. And it echoes out throughout the whole neighborhood, it because does, I had heard about yes. your painting behind Burberry before you brought it up tonight, Mike. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. So it goes through, it reverberates all the way through the community, oh, where goodness. all good things are being done, mm-hmm. you know, and it... It just by word of mouth, mm-hmm. the most mm-hmm. largest advertisement that there is. Wow. So I heard about that you guys had done that because you'd gone into a strong gang area yeah. where uh, their graffiti is very, very prominent and they're very, very serious about that. And with the powers that be of the Lord watching over it, mm-hmm. um, you had no problems at all. And my understanding is that it's not going to be 
needing to be painted again. Amen. You know, and, and, and you hit it, Gardal. Um, we've been doing this for nine years. Yes. Never had a problem. Right. Never had a problem. And I think part of it is, no. God is looking out for us while we're out there. And the kids are praying for the gangbangers. And and they're not casting dispersion upon them. They're not attacking them. And it's wonderful to hear these junior hires saying, Lord, would you just touch the heart of the gangbanger that that put this Norteño sign on here? You know, would you pray for the... We we want this Sorreño over here to to come to know the Lord. And uh, that's power. We never underestimate the power of prayer. Peace, peace, yes, yes. Mm. Yes. No, we just move closer to the microphone there, Ruby. Yes. The talent that it takes, you know, that, that graffiti is really a unique thing used in the right way. And, Amen. Uh, but they won't use the talent that they have for the mm-hmm. right thing. Mm-hmm. Amen. But seeing those young people come through to come over and give their time might motivate those who live in the neighborhood as well. Exactly. To, uh, well, and, and I think, you know, and, and Peter tells us that when we're out doing good, that people are looking, yes. they're watching, yes. you know, and that they will ultimately call upon the name of the Lord on the day he visits us. And and so this is all, you know, some people uh, you know, say to me, well, wh- why do you do that, Pastor Mike? I mean, they're just going to put it up there again. I said, no, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. And, and then they say, well, wouldn't it be easier just to take a, a, a sprayer machine? One guy could do it. He said, I said, you're missing the point here. You've got 15 junior hires, for goodness sake. Standing sakes, here willing to. Out here willing. Brush. And, 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 you know, we, we give them a half-hour lecture on how the gangs came to be and right. what the signs mean and what 187 means when mm-hmm. you see it on the wall and, right. and about territories and, and how things started at DVI and all this kind of good stuff. Right. And so they go out there, and they're, they're able to understand and see some of the stories on the wall. Exactly. And so I'm, I'm saying, you know, why would you put a machine out there in the hands of one guy when you got 15 young people who are serving the Lord? They're going to make a large statement. They're a statement. Yeah. And I'm not sure how that you know how the gangbangers feel about it, but we we've never been hassled. And yeah, like I guess I'm in touch with the community and, and my um, clients that I deal with come from all of those different barrios and mm-hmm. different neighborhoods and things right. like that. So I hear all the time about the work that you guys do, and it's understood that it's not to be desecrated or. Mm touched again you know so that's 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 like a healing that's your yeah. christian graffiti going well, on over those fences thank you gardall for that for that input well let's take a quick look at the volunteer center of the united way some opportunities for us to get off of our laurels as pastor mike says and volunteer <laughs> the salvation army red shield center is having their open house uh, and that's going to be held on saturday october 30th from 10 until 2, and the public is invited to a free, fun-filled day to celebrate, sample, tour, and learn about the variety of youth and adult services that's going to be offered at the Red Shield Center. We love the Red Shield. Attendees will enjoy free refreshments. We love that word, too, free. Uh, And interactive games, bingo. Who doesn't love bingo? Come on. Uh, Games, door prizes, and community agency information booths. Volunteers ages 14 years and older needed to join in the fun and assist with carnival-type games. Supervise those bounce houses that Pastor Mike loves. I love bounce houses. (laughs) You ever ever been in a bounce house, Gardal? Well, you know, um, 
<laughs> Not since I put on about a hundred and something pounds. Uh, I haven't put on any pounds, but my well, they are. I, my son loves them. The, they are. I did. I went. Ran and we had a birthday party I was at, yeah. and, and the little kids there, you know, I, I went in and, and I jumped on it, and all these kids go, boom, yeah, you know. Launched, launched the kids off. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. They, they, they are fun. Oh, yeah, but bad. probably you and I ought to stay out I of them, I probably, yeah. yeah. I let my son handle those. Uh, those. Were you trying to I'll go somewhere all. with this? Yeah, I was just going to say, guard all, you've lost some weight, and certainly Pastor Mike has lost some weight. Everybody in the room. Amen. Okay. I mean, so anyway, that's you. So you guys are doing. But we're not losers, though. No, I just not losers. We're shedders. There you go. Ruby is going. You, you keep Mike and guard all away from each other. This is not. This is not going down Ruby, well you here. did not know what you were in for tonight, did you? Okay. Back to the Salvation Army Red Shield Center. I think they would appreciate that, where volunteers can also help. <laughs> to distribute the food after this event and set up and clean up and all of those fun things. Salvation Army Red Shield Center is a Christian-based community center for people of all ages whose purpose is to provide positive character-building activities by offering educational, recreational, social, and spiritual programs. Hats off to the Red Shield Center. Amen. Well, you can join the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve with the Toys for Tots program. Help needy children experience the joy of Christmas. Yes, we're talking about that already. Volunteers ages 16 years and up are needed to sort and bag donated toys now through December 21st. During daytime hours is arranged with organization. Flexible shifts are available. Volunteers will also be needed to distribute the toys to families and agencies December 17th. Through the 21st, donations of new toys, games, sports equipment uh, for children, and especially teens are needed and appreciated. The primary goal for Toys for Tots is to deliver through a shiny new Christmas toy at Christmas, a message of hope to needy youngsters that will motivate them to grow into responsible, productive, patriotic citizens and community leaders. And we just pray that they get the hope and the message of Jesus in there as well. Stanislaw County Library, uh, where you can put your organization skills to work with a new book club in a box program at the Salida Library. Uh, volunteers book club ages. in a box. Book club Say in a box. Say that ten times really fast. I'll leave that yeah. to you. Okay. All right. Volunteers ages 14 years and older are needed to fill participating book clubs, orders, check-in, confirm quantities, and reshelve returned orders. Flexible hours are available Monday through Thursday from 10 to 5 p.m. Volunteers should be able to work independently, have good attention to detail, ability to lift 50 pounds, and possess basic computer skills. The mission of the Stanislaw County Library is to foster the love of reading and open the door to knowledge, and it helps to love people as well. If you uh, have any questions about these opportunities, give our good friend Barbara Borba, we love her, a call, 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, Barbara's number is 209-524-1307, extension 113, or email her at bborba at uastan.org. You know, here uh, we need, and you'll find it on our website at www.vibrantcommunities.org, dresses and beds for a senior complex uh, for two senior females. Uh, we heard from our partners today, uh, and that is what is needed there. If you have any donations of dressers and beds, please give us a call. We'll make those arrangements and connections uh, for you. 
first-time mom needs maternity clothing, uh, small, medium uh, sizes for her. And Gloria, our good friend over at Orville Wright School, has a family, Spanish-speaking only, in need of a twin bed and a queen box springs uh, and a dresser for that family. Give us a call, and we will make those connections with Gloria. She's the contact person, and we'll get those items to where they need to go. Please give us a call here at AVC. Our number is 209 209- Five four four nine five seven one. I think I say that number in my sleep. I don't know because I don't know if anybody hears it or not. Two zero nine five four four nine five seven one. I think I wake myself up saying it sometimes. That's another story. And just a reminder, friends, uh, fall fundraiser coming up for ABC yes, to keep yes, the yes. connections engine full of fuel and humming year round. And it's a first time, first annual fashion show. And uh, don't worry, I, I won't be modeling any of that stuff. But uh, some sure? some wonderful. <laughs> no, we don't well, make it. Maybe no, if you had so a request well. or something, you could it's, do something. It's not designed to be a scary event. It's uh, <laughs> it, it has class <laughs> and you know. So anyway, but uh, some wonderful fashions from rebels, yes. and also Vito's uh, formal wear and and men's wear will be there, and uh, accessories by Intrinsic Elements. And our uh, our board member Leoki yes. and uh, Superior Volunteer will be there uh, headlining that and producing that. If you'd like to attend, there'll also be a silent auction. And uh, again, this is our first annual attempt at this. So it's going to be uh, pretty fun. Be fun. And there will be uh, to, uh, as the warm up act a uh, an, an unknown ventriloquist uh-huh. there who's going to ply his trade uh-huh. and, and just kind of warm everybody up. It'll, it'll be fun. Yes, I guarantee it it's going to be, be fun. fun. Guaranteed. It's uh, on November 6th from 1 to 3 p.m. at the McHenry Museum. You do need tickets in advance. You can give us a call at the number that Elaine says in her sleep, 209-544-9571. <laughs> That's 209-544-9571. Again, tickets, $25 a piece. Just don't ask her for directions, but do mark this on your calendar, October 31st, Sunday morning, and I believe it's at 1030, right, Mike? Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to get At least that's when I'll be there. We're, we're going to be yes. at, at Greater True Light <laughs> uh, Church uh, there on, on Harris uh, off of Paradise. Paradise Street, not Paradise, you know, eternal kind, but Paradise Street. You never Harris, know. Right. You never well, know. by the time we get to October 31st, we, we may, may be in paradise. <laughs> I don't you know. Who knows? Uh, really, God only Let's knows. Go. Truly. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll be there, and uh, Carl Bryant uh, will be there, one of our great fans, uh, friends, and yes, of course, Velton, yes. uh, mm-hmm. senior pastor there. Mm-hmm. And this, Whenever we go to Greater Tulip, we just have a great time. It's always good. We have a great time, oh. and, and uh, just wonderful, wonderful spirit there, and just, and, and encourage you to join us if you'd like. Absolutely. Well, you know, as we have already gotten into this, um, we just have the extreme pleasure tonight of introducing to you uh, our local friends and our global uh, friends. Um, well, Gardal's been our brother for many, many years, and he's he's been here, but we uh, have the extreme pleasure of having his mother, Ruby Kennedy, here with us tonight, and we just want to welcome you both with open arms to Lighthouse Live. Well, and thank you for carving out the time with us, Ruby and Gardal. Uh, home again. Home, home again, again, as I always say. Yes, and I just, you know, want to say with briefing, and I'm at mom talk, that um, this is a really an honor for me, especially mm-hmm. coming from the trials and tribulations mm-hmm. and all the things that you've seen me through and seen all the trouble in my life. You continue to 
told me to rely on the Lord, and you always continue to believe in me. And to sit here now at this table and on this live radio station, I am so proud of my mother, and she is my mentor. She has brought me all the way through by teaching me to focus on the Lord, to trust only in God, and to, for me to sit here now after what we've been through, I just thank God. where God will have you. I want to thank you for the opportunity, and I'm always excited when uh, I'm asked to speak about something. First of all, I am a woman, and, you know, we love to talk. Oh. Uh, but, well, yeah. we have so long now. When I came, <laughs> She's got as long as she likes. <laughs> when I came to Modesto many years ago, uh, I immediately became sort of... Um, civic-minded and was interested mm -hmm. in doing things in the city. And someone referred to me as um, the Modesto B. The Modesto and I, B. Yes, well, because I love to talk, uh -huh. you know. And so I resented it for a long time. <laughs> and then I began to feel, well, that isn't too bad because even the B has some things good to say. Uh -huh. And I wanted to be one of those who had good things to say of to course. keep one's ear... But um, I, too, I really am uh, blessed tonight, always. Every day is a blessing to me. I'm looking forward to my 75th birthday in two months. You know, pause on That's that for just awesome. a moment because we're thinking that is not possible. You know, dear listeners, if you could be here with us and see what we say, you would you would think that Ruby is actually Gardal's sister, and I am so serious. You know, when she's told us that, that she was going to be... 75. No way. We're going, uh-uh. you got to be kidding. You are, and you look, you look wonderful. Not that 75 is old by any stretch, but you look gorgeous. Well, I thank you for that. You know, Gardal, one of his things he used to say to me is that black don't crack, Mom. Now, is that... What do you speak Truly, to him? He used to say that, and I didn't get it up until I, you know, began to get older. And I said, well, I, perhaps the guy's right, you know, oh from the goodness. mouths of babes. Can we bottle that? Can you sell it? And can I, can White buy it? I don't know. I just, but you know, oh it, it, it truly has nothing to do with, and I thank you for the compliment, but it has not to oh, do with the, the, the outward appearance, you know, mm. truly. Amen. And um, though I have been truly blessed by God to have a mind, and I believe it's intact. Mm. Um, and he puts wonderful um, ideas in my head every day, and he brings things to mind that are not tangible sometimes, mm. that I just feel. And um, I'm grateful to him because when I do look out and see this new day, I open my eyes and uh, it, it's just always, I'm excited about what he will do for me because mm. he's the one that guides me for the day, really. I get my instructions from him every morning before I leave the ghetto. And you truly. definitely get your strength yeah, from the Lord. Yeah, I do. Oh. And um, to have Gordal here with me, my uh, firstborn, mm. And he and I were very, very close as when he was a young man, uh, always had a wit about him. Mm. And uh, we would talk and we would laugh. And, of course, we were very 
I think, closer when we were living in Japan because there were not a lot of black people there. Mm. But we were military-based, so we were treated fairly, always. And uh, But he would come to me, and then he learned to swim, you know, from the best, from those high heels. Uh, I couldn't, I, I was always fearful, but he was just a beautiful swimmer. Mm. And most things uh, that were good uh, athletically, Gardal was involved in, and I, that really made me proud. And then he strayed, as sometimes our children do, mm-hmm. and as we do as adults of as well. Mm-hmm. You know, We never know, but the thing is that I have been blessed with is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And in my years of maturity, let's say, <laughs> I have learned that I can do nothing without him, truly, mm-hmm. truly. Speak, this, speak to prayer, Ruby. You've been a praying mom. I have, and I believe in prayer. Yes. And I, as a child, I remember, I'm from Arkansas, Mm -hmm. the old cotton belt, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother used to say to me, uh, we would listen to the radio. That's what we had in those days. And we're very excited about a lot of the programs. But I would sit with my grandmother, and they would have um, one of the quotes I remember was, the family that prays together stays together. See, that's a very old one, but it was even older than she knew because God, uh, Jesus Christ himself, was an example when he taught his disciples how to pray. Mm -hmm. He didn't say you had to use the same words, but he taught them who to pray to, and that is God Mm -hmm. through our Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And we're grateful that he is, has made a way and has left such examples. I tell you, and they're not really that hard. He says, my yoke is easy, you know, and, and, and truly I know what he's talking about because I raised four children and I have, um, I sort of a little thing. uh, I, a twinge when I hear people say, well, I'm a single mom and I'm a single, well, I was too, mm-hmm. but I chose to be for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say my mate was not a spiritual one, and I knew the route, the route rather, that I wanted to take. And I wanted my children to be brought up in that environment to know the Lord. Because I used to say to them, someday I won't be here. In fact, I used to use a scenario. I'd say to my children, now I want you to visualize this. You come to mom, well, what if mom isn't here? What other choices do I have? Who do I go to? Her Savior is always ready to listen. He talks about knock and the door will be open. You know, those are the things that truly, I believe, help our children knowing that there is someone bigger than, better than, had more to offer than us as parents. But we are the first mentors. I never knew what a mentor was. I just tried to be the better I, best I could be. And as I began to study the word of God, I realized that I'd missed out a lot. <laughs> but I got back on track. Yes. And I'm continually studying and trying to be the mentor that my children would like me to be. Oh, but geez. mostly I geez. want to, of course. I truly want to... Uh, I want God to be pleased with what I do every day. 
because of what he gives me, and, and that is energy. I, I really, I am so overpowered by the amount of energy that I have, and I'm sure my friends get tired of me saying that, but it is, it, is, it is a gift that he has given me that I awake refreshed. I don't have to drink a cup of coffee to get me going. I don't need Starbucks or any of those others. Oh, my goodness. I really don't. And so when I open my eyes, I'm ready. I truly am ready. Uh, like this. I said, friends, all you have to do is spend <laughs> five minutes in the room with this woman, and you just see God's power it's, coming out of her, and own, you, you get own. excited, and you're ready to rock and roll. She was I telling mean. us earlier, she was out there mowing her own lawn. She refuses to, you know, let she's out mow. She's well, out there doing all of that I'll herself. I'll have to pry it from her hands. I'm <laughs> telling you. Know you. Know she goes. Uh, uh, we, we have a special gift here for our listening audience yeah. coming up. Elaine's chosen something wonderful for us. Before we go to that, though, Gardel, I want you to think of some things. Ruby went through a time uh, when, when, when Gardal was facing major challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in prison, and, and uh, you know, there are a lot of praying moms and praying grandmas in this country Absolutely. who are wearing out their knees, you yes. know. Uh, they're like James. Uh, he called him camel knees, you know. I mean, they, yes. they're on their knees praying, yes. but uh, Gardal, I want you to think about when we come back from the break, what are some of the lessons that you learned from your mom? I mean, God, what a godly woman over here. And, and you, you just feel the spirit working through her, and, and you get convicted in the room. Hey, let's get with it. We're ready to go. There's, there's, no, there's no downtime here. Uh, but anyway, after the break, I want, to, I want you to talk about lessons that you, you've learned from your mom and, and, and how God has used her in a powerful way to leverage you in the community oh, yeah. and, and, and because he's, he's using you in a powerful way to turn lives around. So we're talking about that okay. in just yes. a couple minutes. Oh, this is just so, so exciting. And we are so excited uh, about Matthew West's new song. And uh, is, this should be a hit. Everyone on his album is we just serious about this. But we're only playing one song from it tonight. It's called My Own Little World. Here it is on Lighthouse Live, and we'll be back. In my own little world, it hardly ever rains. I've never gone hungry, always felt safe. I got some money in my pocket, shoes on my feet. In my own little world, population me. I try to stay awake during Sunday morning church. Throw a 20 in the plate, but I never give till it hurts. And I turn off the news when I don't like what I see. Yeah, it's easy to do when it's population me. What if there's a bigger picture? What if I'm missing out? What if there's a greater Set a red light, looked out my window. I saw cardboard signs that helped this homeless widow. And just above that sign was the face of a human. I thought to myself, God, what have I been doing? So I rolled down the window and I looked her in the eye. Oh, how many times have I just passed her by? 
is yours. Give me open hands and open doors. Put your light in my eyes and let me see that my own little world is not about me. What is a bigger My own little world can't be an island, can we? That's a, a great song, and the uh, the entire uh, CD is great. Every single song on it. So anyway, um, there it is. Here we are, live on Lighthouse Live with you, Pastor Mike, Elaine, Ruby, Kennedy, and Gardall Wilson. Very glad to be back with you, and a wonderful show we have lined up for you tonight. So Gardall, so Gardall, uh, tell us. What lessons have you learned from mom? What What have you learned from mom that has blessed you, that has said to you, man, this is a pearl of wisdom that I received from mom that that God has implanted in me so that I can now reach others. What what, what would you say some of those lessons are? Well, you know, as I get older, um, I remember the lessons more. the things that she told me in my youth and in, in the earlier years went in one ear and out the other, obviously. Um, but she taught me, number one thing is to be proud but never be arrogant. Mm-hmm. To be smart but don't be conceited. Mm-hmm. To be powerful but remember to be humble. And she says the main thing about it is that the big eye. She always tells me about the big I. And the big I was integrity. Mm-hmm. You'd say that only a man is only as good as his word. And that is something that no one can take from you. Be about your word. Be an integrity, honest person. And these things now as I get older and I have my children... And there's a small little echo in the back of my head mm. of her voice mm. in different situations. And it comes to me and it blows me away. I go, oh, man, I remember my mom used to tell me this. And here I am repeating it to my son yeah. and my children. And uh, the relationship that as, as I get older, I get closer to my mother. Mm. I understand more of what she was trying to do, the sacrifices that she made for us are more appreciated by myself. I have dedicated to make sure that there is nothing that she needs or wants that she calls me and she doesn't get it mm-hmm. because she has been there for me still, mm-hmm. still to this day. Wow. 
And I would imagine, Gardell, that the many, many men that you mentor, that yeah. God uses you to touch, I imagine they're they are the beneficiaries of those lessons. Oh, she's she's had she's oh they get their own too. She's <laughs> she's very active in 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 my business and organization uh, as far as picking these guys up, taking mm-hmm. them to church, and telling them the same things she tells me about the big eye, and. Uh, to, to encourage them. She'll take time and take them to lunch. And she's just been a wonderful uh, extension of the business that she originally helped me to start. So um, it just continue, it just gets better. As she gets older, she just gets better, you know? So. Um, and you and I don't get older. We're like, I, I like no, your description of that. Of we, just, we just mature. No, no, of right? course. Something like a, <laughs> an old, good old wine or a, a, a cured ham or something. I, I, or, I or some cheese. Okay. You know, but it's important. That, and, and I get to say this, and tonight, like, mom. My wife, Dorothy, and my son, Gardner, are listening. He's only three or four years old, and he's sitting and listening tonight mm-hmm. to hear him, his dad, and his grandma on Lighthouse Live with, oh. with, the, with our Christian family. Precious and it's got to be making a serious impact upon him. So I'm just so grateful, so blessed. And and you yeah. are. And I can't even imagine what Mother's Day must be like for you, Ruby, and, and, and how, how wonderful the relationship is now. And like he said, it just continues to get better. We were talking earlier one of our precious conversations. I just enjoy spending time with you. Your gift of hospitality. You were sharing with me about the students that come from everywhere to spend time with you. Share with our listeners uh, a little sample of that because we also want to talk about your new home. We've got so much to talk about, but share a little bit about your hospitality and the various people that come to stay with you and what that's like. Well, you know, I, again, that's a blessing to me. Uh, because I've had nine foreign students and probably within 18 years through the Modesto Junior College. And um, one of the things that I've I've found that, you know, you hear all the time about giving and what you get from it. But when you really do it and people call you from their country, like this one young man from Nicaragua Mm -hmm. called me, he had only been home about three days. And he said, oh, Mrs. Kennedy, I just miss you, and I thank you so much. I said, how is your prayer life? And he says, oh, I do that every day. And I said, what is your motto? Because I, when each one comes, I always have something because they differ, because they're from different countries and backgrounds. But I have one message that I give to them. And I usually get boys only. They, I find, are easier for me to deal with because I have had so many sons. Mm. And that motto is, travel light. Mm. And I said to him, are you traveling light? And when he explained this to his mother in Spanish and whatever other languages, I've had him from Japan and Sweden and all over. right. I said, no wife at this time or babies. You want to finish your education. Good. I said, and you want to see the world, and you, have, you want to find out who you are before you involve somebody else in your life. Mm-hmm. And um, as Gardal once said to some of his people, that if you can manage to take care of a goldfish, then you're probably on your way. So I tell them, when you're able to do this, then they're on their way. So that is one of the things. But I have been blessed because 
when they can recite to me, when they come to me, they cannot speak any English except my name is so-and-so, you know, my name is John, my name is Pierre or whatever. And when they leave because of the fact that I have such a large mouth, and I don't mind saying that, it is, and I, I think that might be a blessing from God because I try to use it in the right way, but... They speak very good English when they leave my home. Wonderful. Uh, we are not allowed to speak their language, though no. I can speak Japanese. But we are not allowed. You're only allowed to speak English in the home. Okay. And I have to, I've developed patience from them because when you have strangers in your home and they don't know how to do certain things that we're used to, for an example, just turning on the gas stoves for a meal. They're not used to the push-button functions that we get. In fact, I wasn't used to them myself for a long time. Every year things get different, you know. But when you, it teaches you how not to raise your voice, but to show them um, manually, as well as when you speak to them. You are, you know, there's many ways of learning um English or learning another language, and that is with gestures and such. And so I had to use all of the things that I could come up with so that they could understand mm. and feel comfortable. And so after a year in my home of being, of me teaching them English and how to use different transportations to get to and for, then they're snatched away from me and placed in apartments. For their last year here in the United States, they are placed in an apartment, which is a good thing. Independent living. They learn how to purchase food, how to pay bills, and that's that's a beautiful thing because we all need to learn how to do that. And um, uh, I've just been blessed with having nine of them. I mean, do you get as, attached to them? Absolutely. Yes. You know, uh, I still hear from my Swedish daughter. I did have one girl, mm. my Swedish daughter. She's now about 35, and she sends me through Gardal's email. She does communicate with yes, me, and she has spent money to call me on the phone and speak for 50, 60 minutes Good. Yeah, mm. to an hour. And so I feel uh, really, really blessed that somehow, you know, we talk about the seeds mm -hmm. being planted. Yes, yes. And uh, when these young men tell me that, uh, oh, Mrs. Kennedy, I brought my English Bible and I brought my Spanish Bible. And so they read them both to their families. And I say that's the way. One was very fearful that he was going to lose his English ability to speak English. And I said, you have your Bible or you have other books. There are CDs you can get as well. And you want to continue to to um, read in English to your family Absolutely. as well. And so they have agreed to do that. So I'm just really, really thrilled that I have had a part in their lives. Amen. And we never know where it goes, you know. Right. From, well, those are nine that have gone back home to, I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone back to their countries. I'm staying yeah. right with the uh, driving distance of mom. You have the benefit <laughs> of having mom close. Right. You know, I was just thinking... Um, Elaine, of, of the point that Paul makes in Ephesians 2.10, that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has appointed us in advance uh, to do. And, and Ruby, certainly, he has uniquely wired you. He really has. He's gifted you in, in, in tremendous ways. And think of these international students coming to Modesto, 
of all places. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, 25 years ago, I didn't know what a Modesto was. I but I, either. I, it's an, it's an amazing, God has touched down in this area. Uh, it's a, in an incredible way. Oh, there is yes. something, there is something happening spiritually here that you don't that. see in I many other areas. Ruby, you've lived around the world, right? Yes, uh, I have. T- I have t- tell me a little bit of what, about what you feel. What is God doing in this little town called Modesto that you, you don't see maybe other places? Well, you know, I have been able to travel. Uh, my husband was military for 23 years and uh, we moved from different places, but, uh, like you, uh, Pastor Mike, I didn't know anything about Modesto except for in a song. Uh, that Route 66, I think there was a Modesto <laughs> mentioned there. And so when I came to this town, and it was small in 1961, wow. we arrived here. My husband was stationed at Castle, but he commuted. And um, I found that, well, first of all, I liked the quaintness of the place. Uh, I was used to a little bit bigger uh, city. And... Um, we all have to find our niche, but what I found, and my, my mother, again, I have to refer, actually, my grandmother, always said, when you want to find a friend or some place to go, start with the church, really. And so that's where I started. And um, I found that Modesto is a giving community. Mm. I don't care wherever, and I have been places, and I'm telling you, you mention one need, as Elaine has in her uh, broadcast, about the need for this bed or whatever. You can believe that someone, in fact, many are going to give toward mm. that. And I find that so because I have been, I've seen too many who have come through our churches as well as through the different schools. I mean, this merchants just readily, openly give. And that's what, that's what Christianity is about. It's not where you go. It, he said we will know them by their works. And Modesto has shown that this is a Christian community, that they love people and they don't mind helping. I mean, you know, whether it's out with the, the hurricanes and different other places, I've seen buses and Buses of people lined up to go to Mississippi, to New Orleans. I know this personally. And we have, um, we meaning other people, we've gotten the rummage sales to raise money for that particular benefit. But they've gone. And and that's something. I mean, you know, that that's the impact that we really want to make, is that we love. Yes. Because that's what he yes. tells us. That's the first thing you, yes. you must do, is to love. That's right. It's consistent. Uh, she, I mean... 31 years of, um, of a labor and delivery nurse at Memorial Hospitals, uh, at, her, at her retirement party, there were eight girls named Ruby. Is that right? That she had delivered <laughs> single-handedly while they, the doctor well, was still on the golf course or whatever, you know. And, and um, as I begin this business, and, I, and I, I, there are still, there's a day go by usually that I don't encounter someone that knows my mom or has mm. been touched by her in some way, shape, or form. And you, you're Ruby's son? Well, then and I get a different type of a perspective from the individual when they do learn that. And I'm so proud that she has paved a way, in essence, for me in community work to uh, follow through. Gardel, for those, and again, our broadcast goes all around the world, and maybe some haven't uh, heard you on the show before. Just give us a quick uh, thumbnail sketch of 
what the the non forgotten sober living homes are all about, what you're doing, and and then we want to get into yes. the new thing that God is uh, is doing as well. But just uh, give give those folks uh, just a, a quick glimpse of, of what God has called okay. you to here in this. Well, we community. are a clean and sober living uh, facility, room and board, strictly room and board. But we're clean and sober. We uh, demand that you there, there are no alcohol or drugs are allowed on the premises, and that you carry yourself as such. Under the being under the influence or any that is not allowed there. Uh, we are trying to make uh, Christian men out of men. So we're doing our best to try to reach out to those individuals that are out there that are homeless, uh, uh, faithless, uh, nowhere to go, just just lost. Mm-hmm. And uh, we become a beacon of light there on on 4th Street, uh, Modesto. And I, and I know that's just all blessing by the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. it truly is. Mm-hmm. And so we can continue to reach out and helping advancing vibrant communities any way that we can. And where there's a need, we try to step up to the plate to fill it, like my mother says. There is no better gift in, in giving than someone smile on their face when you just, uh, when they don't expect it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. from coming from you, you know. So it, it, we each of us have our own jobs to do, mm-hmm. and individually you step up to the plate and actually do something. Lane, uh over 95 agencies and, and organizations that we work with yes, uh, yes. throughout mm-hmm. this city, and, and, and you are uh, at the nexus of where all that is, is happening. Uh, Elaine is where all those requests come through, mm-hmm. and uh, she makes about 99.999% of all the connections that happen here at Advancing Vibrant Communities. Maybe just from your perspective really quickly, what, what, what is it like just knowing that there's a resource like Gardal and, and Ruby out it here in the community. It is tremendous because when people come to us, Pastor Mike, and they are down and out and they mm. need somewhere to go, that's the first place I mm. think of, mm. you know. And when we can, at our fingertips and, and, and at the phone resource, we can, we can refer people to these places where they need to go mm-hmm. for a place to stay, a warm meal, a bed to sleep in. It's very, very important because people, when they need, they need it now. Absolutely. And not tomorrow, not yesterday. They need it now. Mm-hmm. And so we need places to send them to. And so it's very important. Sometimes it's life and death. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so we need to know that. And the fact that you're Christian-based, you know, that is very important as well. And, you know, Ruby, your calling is very, very Important, you know. We were saying that God wired you. You are uniquely gifted and wired. What gave you the compassion? What? Well, we know who gave you the compassion, but you were talking about this call to veterans, uh, victory, uh, and veter- veterans for victory. What? Tell us a little bit about this new thing that God has opened the doors for that, because there is a tremendous need out there in our community and other communities as well for this new opportunity. Share this with us, if you would. Well, you know, um, I I think about that uh, really deeply because I said victory for veterans. Mm-hmm. Gardal really gave me the name, and I began to sort of deal with that, and I thought, I like that. Being a a wife of a veteran, mm-hmm. first of all, as I said, he was in service for 23 years, Air Force. We have lived in Japan and other places. and um, But the need, as I go about my duties here in Modesto, I find, I see them on the street. Sometimes I'll even stop and talk. Find out, have found out that they are veterans. And I thought, 
75, do I need to get into this? And I tell you, I've been of light heart since I decided to do it. We were blessed to have some rentals available, and they are being renovated as we speak. And I'm starting off with six beds, and I spoke with the Veterans Administration. They were excited, and other people uh, every time I look around, it appears that God is telling me something because they're speaking on the same, we're on the same yeah. wavelength. They're talking about veterans, the need for this and the need for that. And I want to be a part of anything that's needed hmm. and that can assist people because that's where I live. That's what I live for. If I can't help, there's no need for me to be around truly. And I believe truly that God has given me, as I spoke to you before, about the energy level, my ability to have strong legs to do these things, to be ready. I have some wonderful people in place, a wonderful nurse that who has uh, given her word. She's a Christian woman, and she has said that she would help in the need. I needed, if I need a registered nurse, wonderful. I have a young man who's has uh, great skills with the computer. Amen. And we're going to need that. And I have promises of just so many things. People are reaching out, I'm telling you, wanting to help me. So I'm ready. I truly am ready. You know, I think there are, there are two sets of folks who disappear through the cracks in our culture. And, and one uh, set are, are those folks coming out of prison. Uh, you know, because they've got the – even if they want to succeed – uh, the the societal deck is stacked yeah. against them exactly. in terms of getting jobs, even if they want them. And Gardal, we've talked a lot about oh, yeah, hey, when you when you hit that wall, you go back to do what you're, you're yeah, used to you doing, right? To survive exactly. And I think the other set is the veteran. I, I think in in general over the years we we've done a very poor job in honoring our veterans and and taking care of them and and so i i just you know it just strikes me how god is using both of you now to take care of those two and, sets and, and, of people i can't forget uh when gardal came out of prison uh god had blessed me financially to have a place and he spoke of his dream he says mom i've always wanted to do this uh Open my doors, he said, to prisoners, those who are, who are incarcerated, he said. Mm. He said, because there, it's like a black mark completely across their lives. Where are they going to go? They won't, they're not allowed to leave uh, the area. There's there so many restrictions on them. And he wanted to do that to make it easier for them to have a clean and sober place. Yes. And I said, all right. Yes. And that's where we went from. So he can't forget how he was that's right. when he came out. Mm. He should not ever forget. Mm. And it's a dual thing for me. I mean, besides being a uh, CDC prisoner, I'm also a veteran. Mm -hmm. So um, the thing about it is that uh, we see the we see the prisoners that are coming out and, and, and suffering for their deeds that they've done. Mm -hmm. But we see our veterans suffering for the deeds of doing our government's That's right. bidding. Yeah. And this is a sad thing about it is there should not be, as we all both agree, uh, one hungry child or one homeless veteran. Mm -hmm. I was so impressed uh, and, and pierced really in my heart when I saw on television this young woman who was a veteran, she, a staff sergeant, uh, who was living on, uh, I think, a $200 a month out of her car. She'd rent a car for $10 a day, and she would pinch, uh, pinch well, actually, 
use her pension for food. She would bathe in the gyms, Mm. and she had it all worked out logistically. Mm. But why should that have to be? She had given 10 years in the military, and she was in Washington, Mm D.C., and homeless. And there were others who joined her on stage in the same plight. And so if I can start with six and spread abroad, I'm going to do that as Amen. far as he will allow me to do. Amen. Amen to Ruby, how can people contact you uh, with interest in Victory for Veterans and find out more and maybe get involved? My phone number is 523-9688. That's area code 209-523-9688. There is... Um, also, um, Gardall's Sober Living Facility, None Forgotten, who also carries my uh, name and the Victory for Veterans information. So. Gardall, how do people get a hold of you? Oh, None Forgotten Sober Living, uh, 496-2500, area code 209. And that's not just to receive gifts. It's also for us to give you some help, uh, gardening, moving, uh, assisting our seniors and our elders in doing something that needs to be done. We're not only there just to hold our hands out, we're there to give a hand up. They do give back, we know that. Well, I'll tell you what, next time I'm down, (laughs) we're calling (laughs) Ruby, we're calling Gardel because I'm pumped. I'm I'm ready to go. Ruby instead of Starbucks. Sorry, Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. have a dose of Ruby, that'll fix you. Ruby, honey, God bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Gardel, brother, we love you. Thank Thank you you for being here. Dear listeners, we love you too. Let's spread the love, huh? That's what Jesus wants us to do. Thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless you.